podcast. My name is Garner, and as always, I'm joined by Krishna. Hey, Krishna, my boy, you notice anything different on this fine evening? Your mic, your mic sounds a little more expensive than normal. Yes, that would be because all these bets that we've been making have been paying off a little. And you know, had to make a quick trip to the store. Yep, had to make a quick trip to the store. Level up the podcast. You know, reinvest, reinvest our earnings, if you will. I love it. I love it. But uh, with that being said, we're coming off a relatively um, unprofitable week two. We actually, after coming off a 5.62 unit profit in week one, we've managed to lose 0.6 units in week two. So not a big loss, but, you know, you always like to be in the green. We lost 3.36 units on NFL, uh, gained back 3.02 on college, and then lost 0.26 on our guaranteed bags. So uh, you want to take me through some of our best bets last week? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the bright spots of the week were we performed pretty well against the spread. Uh, we did call that Vikings, that Vikings dub. We, we called the Texans covering their spread. You know, the Colts, they let us down, but they got close. They did come close. Yeah, they did. And then the Panthers, as always, as always, we got the Panthers and they they came through for us. Now let's let's get to the uh, let's get to the worst part of the week. <laughs> yeah, um, I can take it from here. I think it is important to note that we had we struggled against the spread in week one, and we decided to really hone in on that in week two and try to get those right. And we kind of I think we kind of assumed that we would carry on our uh, our proficiency in player props and over unders, but that was not the case. And we actually performed very terribly on player props and over unders in week two. So that's definitely something we're looking to improve on in week three. I think we got a little complacent. Well, you know what? After two weeks, you know what that shows? That shows the versatility. That shows Absolutely. versatility. And if we can just combine those that first two weeks. <laughs> over. There you go. There you go. We're perfect. All right. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Let me let me have you continue with that recap. No, that's I mean, that's about all I've got. Um, I guess I just want to ask, what is who's your biggest surprise team so far? Who's who surprised you the most based on your preseason take versus now? Well, as you know, I was very, very, very against the Texans originally in our uh, you know our preseason show. I had them actually winning zero games, you know, so they proved me wrong so far. And they last week they continued to prove me wrong by putting up a you know a surprising performance against the Browns. So I'm gonna have to go with the Texans. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you, the Texans. Um, thankfully, with their loss to Tyrod Taylor, we were able to fade them again and make some nice profit on Thursday night game. But the team that surprised me most is the Raiders. And that's because, A, I thought they were in contention for one of the worst teams in the NFL. And, B, not only are they 2-0, but they're 2-0 against the Ravens and the Steelers, two games they should have gotten just destroyed in. So the Raiders are definitely the team I'm looking out for. I still think they're a little fraudulent, but – you know, they're a big surprise. Um, so Lance, that was a question I was going to ask you. Are you still in on our under bet for the Raiders wins on the season? Oh, hell no. Uh, I think it was seven wins. Um, <laughs> the fact that they're 2-0 and and then get a matchup here against the Miami Dolphins team with, without Tua. No, they're going to win more than seven games. That bet has been lost, I'd say. But are they going to make the playoffs? I don't think so. And that's a bet we can definitely look okay. into. Um, but... Yeah. So uh, as far as, you know, the next topic I want to take it to is what, what team do you think is faking for the lack of a better word? What team do you think is fraudulent this season with their success this uh, yeah. thus far? I mean, that's an easy one for me. It's, it's a bold call for sure, but it's, it's the bills. 
I think that, you know, they obviously put up a 35 spot against the Dolphins and didn't allow any points. But if you watch that game, Josh Allen looked mid, and he looked mid in their week, week one performance too against the Steelers. And I think this is a trend that I'm really going to watch closely to see if it continues against the uh, football team here. Um, this is not the same Bills team from last year by any stretch of the imagination, and at least at this current point in time. And I'll definitely be looking to see if that uh, that trend continues. Um, so before we get into these week three games, just I'm going to talk about some college picks. College, I've actually been doing great in uh, college football. I, not, to, not to brag, but I kind of saved our week last week, bringing back three units. And um, You did. Hopefully this week I'm not saving. I'm just merely adding on to the profit. But I definitely went a little lighter. There's not that many exciting games this week. Um, so we'll go, we'll go real quick with a little 10-second handicap for each one. Um, I've got Texas A&M versus Arkansas over 47 and a half. These are just two solid offenses. Arkansas is hot. I faded them last week. Um, I think they can put up points here. Um, Tennessee plus 20 versus Florida. It's tough. Florida played better than Bama last week, and I took them against the spread, and it paid off. Uh, I, I capped that game pretty well. But I think Tennessee can really put up a fight here. I think 20 is way too much. And I wouldn't mind the money line either. I think you could probably get around plus 1,000, you know, if you want to sprinkle a little on it. Uh, UNC versus uh, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern just put up a nice game against Clemson, but I think UNC, I mean, I'm a UNC lover. I think Sam Howell's a beast, uh, possible Heisman candidate. So I'm all over UNC minus 12 and a half, Kentucky minus five versus South Carolina. Um, saying I think that's just not enough points. Colorado versus ASU over 44 and a half. I was impressed with ASU and Colorado um, last week, even though ASU lost. Um, and then, I just give my my lean on Northwestern since, you know, I might be attending that game. I want to have a little stake in it. I think they actually cover this week for the first time uh, at minus 14 against Ohio. So, uh, thank that you for – That sounds great. Um, yeah, only about seven you know, bets those, there. Those bets are going to provide us with a nice boost, a nice boost this week. But the NFL bets are going to be the foundation. Should we, you want to recap that Panthers-Texans game for us? The best yeah. we had. Uh, the Buskers got off to a nice start on Thursday. Um, we called this game pretty much perfectly. We had the Panthers minus seven and a half and the under 43 and a half, and both hit very comfortably. Our logic there, you know, without Tyrod, I really did not view the Texans as an NFL team. And while I'm still pretty low on the Panthers, um, which led to the under call, uh, I knew they could I knew they could handle them pretty easily. And the McCaffrey injury, you know, you never want to see a player get injured, but that was just the icing on the cake um, and secured the secured the under for us. But prayers up for McCaffrey, for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, that was the first success of the week. Uh, we love to see it. Uh, let's get into the next, uh, you know, the next uh, games, upcoming games. Uh, right off the bat, we got the Chargers on the road against the Chiefs. We got an over-under of 55 on that one, and the Chiefs are – seven point favorites um you know we're we're not a fan of that point spread we got the chargers you know we got the chargers to cover that uh you want to you want to give us our rationale yeah i mean i always like to hear on you on games that involve the chargers or the 49ers because i'm admittedly very biased but i think that the Chargers are too good of a team to ever be seven point dogs uh even if it is going against the chiefs the chiefs have shown many holes in these first couple of weeks obviously even losing to the ravens last week um, I think the Chargers can cover. I 
do I think they're live? Not necessarily. I think the Chiefs, um, the Chiefs win games but don't cover. I think that you're gonna see that trend continue here. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I actually I took the Chiefs to win this game just because I think Mahomes gets it done. I don't think he loses two games in a row. But I mean the char I'm I'm in on the Chargers just as much as you are, and I think they make this a close one. All right, moving on. We got Cardinals at Jaguars. Jaguars are seven point home dogs, and we got an over under of fifty two points. Um, you want to take me to do this game? What you think? What you think happens? I know you got some feelings. Yeah, here. yeah. You know, so we so right off the bat, I'm just going to introduce a guaranteed bag. I've got the Cardinals team over over thirty and a half. Um, I think that that's just a gimme. I mean, we've also got the Cardinals to cover the minus seven spread. I think if they do that, they're going to end up putting over 30 points, especially against the Jaguars defense that Kyler Murray can just exploit. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason that the Cardinals, you know, I guess some people may question them as fraudulent a little. They haven't really gone against a good defense yet. Week one, they played the Vikings, you know, uh, like whatever. Or no, no, no. Week two, they played the Vikings. Sorry. Excuse me. And then week one, who did they play week one again? It was the Titans. Titans. Oh, right. Those are two very, very questionable defenses. Very poor defenses. Yep. Yeah. So we haven't really seen them get tested yet. Um, but they're not going to get tested here. The Jaguars but, are a terrible defense. Right. Yeah. And I think we see, they, we see this them might continue. be the worst defense. Yeah. We see them continue to pound here. I do still question the validity of their offense, but not in this particular game. I love that overpick. And I also love Rondale uh, Moore props. I couldn't find any out yet, but when they do come out, I'm sure. We'll add them, add them if they're, I think, anything under 50 or under 60, I'd say. I, I like the over on. I think they connect on the deep ball. Jacksonville's been giving up plenty of deep balls, and Arizona's been airing out. So I love that. Especially uh, with the news that DeAndre Hopkins might be questionable this week. Yeah. Or is questionable this week, I should say. Regardless. Regardless, we like the Rondale Moore pops. I, I personally think he's a much more talented receiver than Christian Kirk. He's going to establish himself as a number two behind D Hop in this offense. So, all right, moving on, we got Bears at Browns. Now, this is going to be a very interesting game, uh, despite it, you know, appearing pretty boring with a seven-point spread and a 46-and-a-half over-under. Um, you know, I don't lean any particular way on the spread. The Browns are the better team, but there's so many ways this game could go. Um, if Justin Fields the is, one thing know, we, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The one thing we do feel pretty good about is – the outcome for Justin Fields. Take us through that. Yeah, so with the weather looking highly questionable in Cleveland, and we have seen this in the past where the weather is very, very important in Cleveland, um, I think that Justin Fields is going to get off to a pretty brutal start. I think he's going to be on the run a lot. The Bears offensive line has looked a little questionable these first two weeks, and the Cleveland defensive line should be able to get to Fields. Um, so we've got four bets here. I think we'll probably do like two units total, something like that. We've got Fields to go over his rushing yards at 53 and a half, under his passing yards at 212 and a half, anytime touchdown score at plus 290, which is crazy odds, and under one and a half play passing touchdowns at minus 190. Um, so take me through what you think about Justin Fields. What do you think about this Bears future? Um, for this game, at least, the reason that I like that, anytime touchdown scored at plus 290, especially. It's because, I mean, just like you, I think they're going to utilize his athletic ability, his rushing ability. And, you know, and he, he is he, he's a very 
he has that ability on the ground. I think he's going to, he's going to get those yards on the ground. He's going to get that. He's going to get in the end zone, but I, I do think against, um, he didn't look that great through the air in, uh, when he was out there last week. And I think he's going to be in for a, uh, he's going to be in for a rude awakening in his first NFL start, at least when it comes yeah. to throwing the football. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, I mean, he, he opened that, he handed the backdoor cover to the Bengals on the silver plier and they didn't take it. But yeah. um, I think he's talented. He's a future of the Bears, but not in this particular game. And, I mean, we're still taking his overs and him for him to score touchdowns. So it's not like we're saying he's not a talented player, but I think he gets off to a rough start here. Um, Want to take us to the Washington football team? Yeah, so we got the Was- well, the Washington football teams on the road against the Bills. Uh, we got an over-under 45 and a half, and the Bills favored by seven points, minus seven. Um, we're pretty in on the football team here. Um, you know, not just because Garner is, is down on the Bills. I also picked the football team this week. Uh, we got the Bills to cover a plus eight spread, and we have the Bills. Uh, we have the game to go over 45 points. Um, you know, I, yeah. pers- I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. I think Josh Allen had a very poor performance last game. I think the football team's defense has maybe been a little bit underwhelming as far as what we expected from them. But yeah, I think the, I think they will be a formidable match for this Bills offense. You got anything not to add there? Yeah, I think you might have spoke. You said we had the Bills to cover. We have the Washington football team to cover plus eight. Um, oh yeah, sorry. No, we have the football yeah. team to cover plus eight. Um, I mean, my logic, it's just too many points. The Bills haven't shown enough yet to be eight-point favorites, and I think Heineke's good enough to keep within a touchdown for sure. Now, do I think Washington Definitely. football team is – do I think the football team is live here to win? Uh, I don't really know. I'm not willing to touch the money line, but I really love this over bet. It was in contention for my guarantee bag of the week. It's just – it's a super low over, and neither of these defenses have really proven anything. The football team still have that stigma around them where they're like, you know, one of the best defenses in the league, you know, crazy pass rush, but that's just not been the case so far. Um, Herbert and Daniel Jones just had time to sit, sit yeah, in the pocket and just, you yeah. know, carve them up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think Josh Allen, when Josh Allen has time in the pocket, he absolutely decimates uh, defenses. So I think he'll do that here. He'll have his way, but Heineke's no joke. Um, yeah. So love our, love our, love our capping on this game. I think we're, I think that's we're right on round target. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to Colts at Titans. Titans are five and a half, I believe, point favorites at home. Yep. And we got an over under of yep. 48. So um, this game's really confusing to me because we know Wentz is most likely going to be out. I don't think it's been uh, set in stone, but. Um, the line is pretty – the line's predicting a Titans blowout almost for a Colts team that's been in – like that just competed with the Rams. So take me through what you what you like, what you don't like in this game. What I like here is I think I think the Colts have an opportunity to finally – or to show their, their offensive uh, power here because against a very, very poor Titans defense. Um you know, I think that Colts defense is still there. I think they, you know, they're 0-2, but they face some pretty uh, some pretty strong offenses uh, this season in both the Seahawks and the um, – who do they play? The Rams. The Rams. And the Rams, of course. And the Rams. Uh, so, yeah, they played some high-powered offenses. I think their defense is still there. Um, 
you know, uh, if Derrick Henry can get going, it's going to be tough for him. But, you know, I haven't seen much. I haven't seen much out of the Titans to convince me that they can, you know, handle that, that widespread and just totally dominate the. Yeah. So adding on to that, um, we're not necessarily going to take the Colts because it's very hard to back um, no name quarterbacks in a spread that's still a little tight, but I do still think the coaching and the talent is there on the Colts side. So we've got Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor, that is to go over 62 and a half rushing yards and over 13 and a half receiving yards. And Naeem Hines go over 23 and a half receiving yards. I think they're going to focus. They're not going to hand the ball over to Jacob Eason or whoever the fuck is their quarterback and tell him, all right, we need you to go, you know, uh, blow for blow with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Like, that's just not going to happen. Um, they're going to try to control the game with their run, with their running uh, offense and defense. And I think we have a good chance to hit on two out of three or maybe all three of these bets. That's an excellent point. They're going to try their best to get Jonathan Taylor going in this one. And yeah, I'm very confident on that uh, that rushing yard total as well. All right, moving on to one of the most perplexing games of the week. We got the Saints at the Patriots. Patriots are three point home favorites with an over under of 42. So talk to me about this one. Um, yeah, this is this is the game that I think both of us were going back and forth on as far as you know who wins it. What's the uh, you know what's the spread on this one? Um, I think what we eventually settled on was just kind of staying away from this game as a whole because just because of the fact that it seems to be very unpredictable. I mean, originally we did have the Saints winning this game fairly easily, but I don't know. We're we're still on we're still in on the Patriots. Mac Jones has been showing out. Um they look like a very competent team, uh, a very competent team on both sides of the ball. You got anything to yeah. add to that? No, I think you hit the nail on the head there. The Patriots are very solid. Um I know, I know we are very low on the Saints coming into the year, and uh, we caught some shit for <laughs> their week one performance. But then they come out and shit the bed against the Panthers, and mm-hmm. now they're now they're three point dogs for the Patriots. Um, personally, I lean Saints in this one. I think in a low scoring, a projected low scoring game, I just want the points. Uh, I don't think Jameis. I don't think I think Jameis is a little a little better than he was in his thirty interception season. But I don't think he's a you know, a god. So, you know, I think the Saints defense is solid. I'll take Saints plus three, but I'm not going to put my money on it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not expecting Jameis to come in there and, you know, beat the Patriots easily. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, Moving on. So I can take some of the next one. We got the Falcons on the road against the Giants. Uh, You know, this one, we got a 47 point over under and the Giants is minus two and a half point favorites uh you know this is a pretty ugly game overall i we we were very split on this one i actually had the i had the under and the falcons winning you had the giants and the overhitting um yeah take me through this game because i personally have no idea what to make of it yeah it's definitely a tough one you can spin pretty much any narrative you want um you know falcons obviously are they're in for a win uh you know, their offense was looking slightly better against the, the Bucks before Matt Ryan threw two brain-dead picks, pick sixes, and, you know, the spread blew up. Uh, that was a tough loss for us. Um, but you can also say the Giants looked, you know, almost great against the Washington football team and lost a lot of last-second field goal. Um, at the end of the day, I don't really have a lead on the spread. I think Giants minus three is pretty fair. Um, if anything, I'll lead Falcons probably if it gets three and a half. But I think the over is where you where you really want to hit here. Um, over forty seven, 
just because I think there's both these offenses have a lot of potential, and at least the Falcons' defense is super weak. I think the Giants are gonna be able to put up points, and Matt Ryan can Matt Ryan can put up points when he needs to, um, even though he's a little washed. So forty-seven is a little too low. I agree. You know, if he gets enough attempts out there, you know, he finds Calvin Ridley a few times. I think there's there, there's touchdown potential there for sure. Or maybe he'll just throw more pick sixes, which works just as well. <laughs> that works in the favor of the over and the Giants. But all right. Uh, real quick though, we do have two props on players that two very unpopular players. These are very unpopular picks here, and they could make us look mm-hmm. very stupid. But we have Kenny Galladay going over 51 receiving yards and Saquon Barkley going over 61 and a half rushing yards. These are two guys that have done absolutely nothing um, for as long as I can remember. Or I shouldn't say that about Kenny Galladay, but he's done nothing on the Giants so far. And Barkley seems mm-hmm. like he's been injured since the beginning of time. But it just feels like they do, if you know what I mean. And the Falcons' defense is just the perfect uh, yeah. spot to, to get right. Right, yeah. You're looking, if you're looking at a Falcons' defense with uh, Saquon Barkley finally getting healthy. This could be the game where he, you know, he shows he shows us that he's, you know, he's still one of the premier talents at the running back position in the NFL. I know Sterling Shepard has been has been stealing the show for the Giants, but I think again, it just comes down to the Falcons defense being so bad that he could this is where they establish themselves. Yeah. I mean, I think if you throw me out there against the Falcons defense, my overrun would be like 50 yards. So that's kind of the baseline. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, two years ago, I thought Galladay was a top five receiver in the league. So I'm not willing to give up on him that easily. And I, he has the talent. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, there. He he's right there. All right. All right. Uh, Take us to the Bengals and Steelers. This is this game pains me because I would have loved – it hurts me to see the Steelers as only three-point home favorites against the Bengals with an over-under 44. It just mm-hmm. – the game sounds disgusting. I don't really want to watch it. Um, I love – I like the Steelers. They're out. They're down Deontay Johnson. Big Ben is – you know, one injury away from a nursing home, and right. <laughs> but on the other um, side of the ball, you know, T. Higgins is out. Joe Burrow has looked mid. It's just it's going to be an ugly game. And I think that's why we like the under. You want to take us through that? No, I mean I'm with you on that. I think uh, I'm leaning towards the Bengals in this game, surprisingly, uh, just because it's you know it's a quarterback it's a quarterback competition and Big Ben looks like a statue out there, whereas Joe Burrow has looked like he has some potential. Uh, I don't, but as you said, I mean, the Steelers defense, you know, he's probably going to do a fairly good job at stopping Joe Burrow and, and, and the terrible Bengals offensive line. You know, they're going to, they're going to pressure the fuck out of him. Um, yeah. I, I love the under in this game. The Steelers, Steelers offense yeah. isn't going to do much either. I think I still lean Steelers minus three. Um, just the better de- in in games that I project to be super low scoring. I think the defense is key, um, but I don't really. I'm not that. I'm not that attracted to it. Um, I'd rather just move on, to be honest. <laughs> so we got Ravens at Lions. <laughs> Ravens at Lions, which I think is a sneaky, exciting game, and it's so it's so sneaky. In fact, that I made it my guaranteed bag of the week, which it's very risky making an over under your guaranteed bag of the week because. You know, they're very hard to exploit. You know, Vegas gets Vegas is very accurate with the spreads and over-unders. Um, but I've got over 49.5 um, at minus 110 as my guaranteed bag. I think these are both two over teams. So by that, I mean these are two teams that have the perfect 
the perfect mix of players that and uh, coaching that leads to over, like for them to hit the over. And I don't think the overs adjusted for that. I think it's over should be more around 51, 52. Um, the Lions have shown that they're feisty, but not good. And that's a great combination for a Ravens team that has shown that they can, you know, put up points, but they, are not necessarily going to dominate can also, the team. Yeah, they can allow points to bad teams. Or, Absolutely. You know, I mean, by bad, I mean the Raiders. You know, let me see what happened in that game. I mean, yeah. I think the Lions, I'm totally with you. I think the Lions can put up some points against this Ravens defense, even though, I mean, they're all but certain to take the loss. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would. These are two teams that we like coming into the year. I'd like to see the Raiders just get a comfortable win. But where do you lie on the spread at minus eight, minus seven and a half? What do you think? Because it's tough. It is. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting that the Lions, you know, they come out there. I'm not saying they make it close for the entire game. But I do think that, you know, maybe in the second half they get they get a touchdown. Maybe the, the Ravens, maybe they come out there with a big lead of the half and the Lions – they get a touchdown or two to make it, you know, three to seven point game. So, you know, when the spread is eight over seven, I'm not really comfortable on that. Yeah, I'd agree. I think the back door is always open for the Lions, but I'm not comfortable laying money on either side. All right. And you want to take us into the Broncos and Jets? Yes, we got the Jets on the road against the Broncos. Uh, Might be the biggest spread of the week here. Broncos minus ten and a half. Yep. Super low on over under on the other half, which I guess goes to show how bad the Jets are. Forty one and a half. It's like 10 and 15, half in the Broncos fifteen point implied total. There's forty one and a half. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so here, what we have is, well, I guess I right as I say the Jets are bad. I guess I should, you know, our our bets may contradict that. Um, you know, our reasoning is solid though. We got the Jets to cover a plus eleven spread, and. <laughs> I know I'm it hurts just to say afraid. it. <laughs> I'm almost too afraid to say this second bet, <laughs> but we also have the Jets money line. I would hopefully this number will make you feel better. Plus four sixty five. Give me give us the reasoning here, okay? Give us the reasoning. Okay, I can give you reasoning for the for the spread. Um, the Broncos, the Broncos are coming off a week where they beat up the beat off, <laughs> beat up the Jaguars, <laughs> um, and. Um, you know, I just don't fully buy into them yet. I think that there's no reason that they should be laying 11 points on the – I mean, they're at home, but there's no reason they should be laying 11 points, especially when that only leaves the Jets with an implied total of about, like, 14, 15 points. Zach Wilson looked atrocious in his first two games. But, I mean – and the Broncos' defense is no, is no joke. But I think the Jets' defense can hold the Broncos here. Um it's certainly scary, but eleven points are just too many points in the game. It's such a low over under. Right. I think. I think the uh, you know the main reason that we like this bet is not because we think the Jets are in any way a good team, but we think that the, the gap between the Jets and the Broncos is closer than what Vegas is I think is implying here. And through two weeks, obviously they couldn't be any further apart at zero and two with two, you know, terrible losses and two and zero with two dominant wins, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm projecting a little bit of a return to earth for the Broncos and the money line, the values there, you know, it hurts probably throwing my money. I've got, so- I've got a soft spot for the Jets. I really do. Um, but that's enough of that that's like a close your eyes I think situation. 
You know, yeah, I think at plus 465, half a unit, I think the value is there. I think, you know, you don't have to look too closely at the bet. I think the value is there. Yep. All right, moving on. we got Dolphins at Raiders. Raiders are uh, currently four and a half favorites uh, with an over-under of 45. We managed to get three and a half a while back. Um, You know, it's a very – this has a very trap feel, if you know what I mean. Raiders, Raiders are two and zero. Raiders are two and zero. They're not. I don't think anyone thinks they're you know Super Bowl bound, but people think they're valid. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, continuously betting on a rate on the Raiders feels wrong. It feels wrong because you're kind of by betting on them, you're kind of buying into them. Yeah, it feels like we're late to the party. Valid team. It feels feels like we're late to the party. Right. Honest. Yeah. It feels like we're about to pay the price for it because you know. It's just suspicious. It's a very suspicious line. Um, but nevertheless, I think what I think what tips the scale for me is just Jacoby that no Tua. I mean, you've got Jacoby out there. Last game, he threw for over forty passes and only compiled one hundred and seventy yards, along with you know an interception or two. Maybe maybe it was one. I think yeah, that's what <laughs> does it for me. What about you? You know. It's tough because Tua getting hurt doesn't actually move the needle for me at all. I think Jacoby Brissett is a slight really? upgrade from Tua. Um, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. Um, okay. But but three and a half is just not enough at home. They're the they're the home team. If they're on the road, I'd understand the line more. But this is the bait. Like they're gonna be playing in Vegas, and they're only laying three and a half against the Dolphins offense that should not be able to put up ten points. That could just put up zero against right. the Bills. And the Raiders defense is looking great. So I'm going to close my eyes, take the point spread. But I'm also going to take the under because I don't fully believe in this Raiders offense yet. And I think the Dolphins defense is still very solid. So that's all yeah, I got there. I think the, this you know, the Raiders my, had everything going for Yeah. Yeah, this was my OG guaranteed bag of the week. Um, but I switched it out. But, yeah. All right. There you um, go. Moving on. Bucks at Rams. Rams opened Game up, actually. Week. Yeah, for sure. Rams opened up as favorites. Now they're underdogs. Uh, the point spread is negligible, and the over/under is fifty-five. So, what do you? I mean, this is going to be, you know, it's really a coin flip. Yeah, but no. What do you like in this one? I'm, I'm, I'm too scared to, you know, make any, any predictions on who's going to cover the spread. Who's going to? I mean, the spread is negligible, like you said. So I should be saying who's going to win the game. But what I, I do have confidence in is. I personally believe these are the two best offenses in the NFL. And so when the two best offenses in the NFL are going against each other, you always have to take the over. So that's that's my only line of logic. What about you? It's definitely a steep price to pay at 55 points. I can certainly see a way it doesn't hit that, but I have not been impressed with the Bucks or the Rams offense – or, sorry, defense yet, even though these are supposed to be two very strong defenses. And both, are, like you said, both their offenses have been, you know, very strong. Um, 55 feels light, especially with the the deep the deep playability of both these teams, the ability to just put up seven points in a matter of seconds. Um, you know, I lean Rams. I do lean Rams on this one. I think the Rams. So you don't? Do you think that this game could turn into a defensive struggle, or what? What do you think the odds of that happening are? I'm gonna assume no, because you did just say that you weren't impressed with yeah. the defenses. Yeah. No, I think it always could. But this does not feel like the type of game that that just becomes a twenty to twenty to seventeen type game. 
I just get a team gets in the 30s here. Um, it's not like my most confident bet of the week, but I like the overplay here, and I lean Rams, like I said. Okay. Um, the only thing, the only problem we do have is we have uh, Robert Woods, Bobby Trees, go over 63 and a half yards. He's been an absolute afterthought so far to Cooper Cup, who's been off to a crazy start. Um, but I think he gets his in this one. I think Staff Staff hooked up with him a few times. What you As do I. I think, you know, yeah, I think um, historically Woods and Cup have been, you know, pretty equal in talent. They've they've traded off, you know, Woods games, Cup games. Cup has been stealing the show this this season, yeah. as you said. But I think in a game in a game where we're taking the over on fifty five points, and where Robert Woods is due for you know a, a pretty big game, I think I like the prop. I like the prop. I mean, Stafford and Stafford and Cup are best friends, so maybe Woods is, Woods yeah, they is have third that, wheel. They have that connection. <laughs> maybe Woods is just the third wheel. I, but I think the third it. wheel can get sixty four yards. Right. I think if if Woods if Woods does not hit sixty four yards here, I think maybe maybe we got to start talking about Cup for like you know offensive player of the year or something something like that. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? For sure. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on. Another another really exciting game. We got Seahawks at Vikings. Vikings are two point uh, home dogs. We got another high over under of fifty five and a half. So this is a very divisive game. But what you got? Um, I, I, I personally, I, I'm leaning towards the over on this game. I think, you know, I think Russ is going to get out there and cook. I think the Vikings are going to get out there and cook. I think it could turn into a Dalvin cook sort of game where he runs all over the Seahawks. But I, I think maybe even if that does happen, I think Justin Jefferson is going to get his too. And that's why we've got this Justin Jefferson profit over 75 and a half yards. I mean, I think there's, there's tons of yardage to be had. I think Cousins is going to get out there and throw the ball a good amount. Even if it does turn into a Galvin Cook game, I think Galvin Cook will have yards through the air. I think, you know, it's just going to turn into a, a shootout. Yeah, I mean, we took the Justin Jefferson prop last week. Um, he had a nice game with the touchdown, but he didn't quite hit that over. Um, I really like the Vikings money line this week at plus 115. The Seahawks have looked good. The Seahawks have looked solid. You know, they they lost to the Titans there uh, last week. We called that one. But the Vikings have been absolutely. I mean, they've been snake bitten. Uh, they they cut their fumble away. Their fumble and a thirty-five yard field goal miss from being two and zero, and honestly, being favorites to win the NFC North. And when you put it like that, um, I think I think Vegas I think Vegas Very is accounting true. for that. I think Vegas is accounting for that. Um, because when you look on paper, the bike like you wouldn't like. I was hoping to see a bigger spread, maybe like three and a half or something. But mm-hmm. you know, I still, I still like our Vikings props. I still think they're, I still like them to win the NFC North. Honestly, um, I still think they're a very good team. Um, and I think, I think the that this, uh, the zero and two, zero and two on the Vikings is one of the most deceptive numbers in football right now. It's very Absolutely. true. No, I completely agree with that. All right. Moving on, we got the Packers at 49ers, minus three and a half, um, over under 49 and a half. And we're, I'm just not touching this game. If it gets to three, I maybe lean 49ers, but this is a, this is a really hard one for me. I don't know. Maybe you could input some unbiased no, opinion. No, I'm, 
I'm yeah, I'm I'm staying away. I'm staying away. Um, I think the Packers. I think the Packers showed last week that they have the juice. They they still have it. Uh, do I think they can beat a 49ers team that has you know their defense is pretty much back to fully functional? Um, no, nah, it's it's it really is too hard to say. It really is too hard to say. There's a good reason we're staying away from it. Yeah. Um... The only thing I will say is the 49ers historically have dominated the Packers uh, under the Shanahan uh, regime, but they, it's, it's, through something running a little off. They, something, they, something they usually run all over the Packers. I, I'm not sure that they you – know, the running backs are gone. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too in on the 49ers rest of the season, whereas I am, I am in on the Packers. Um, so maybe uh, maybe because of that reason, I'll lean Packers in this one, but definitely nowhere near safe enough to bet. Yeah, I mean they're they're grabbing at straws at the running back position. I think they signed Carryon Johnson and Chris Thompson. Um, I will say when Jeff Wilson comes back, that is a big addition. He is the second best running back in this team. There um, you go. Fantasy, who knows? Fantasy maybe, advice as well. Maybe Trey Sermon is the real deal, and he just sat out week one for no reason. So they still have him. And at the end of the day, if he didn't sit out week one. I don't think people would be, you know, tweaking about their running back uh, right now because he's a he was a, a second round pick. So I'm not willing right, to. I'm not right. willing they to drafted him to be, yeah, their workhorse. Yeah. All right. Fine. Monday night game. Monday night game. We Last game of the, the week. Cowboys. Yeah. Yep. Cowboys four point home favorites with an over under of fifty one and a half. Uh, this is gonna be a very important game. I'll put that out there right away. Um, for the division, I mean, the division games are always going to be important, but this is the Cowboys' chance to really, you know, assert themselves at the top of the NFC East. So, what do you think happens in this one? Um, personally, I'm predicting a Cowboys win in a high scoring game. Um, and that leads us into our prop. Devontae Smith over 52 and a half yards. I mean, the over-under should kind of speak for itself at 52 points. I think there's no way that, you know, the Cowboys score score over 30 points, which looks like we both projected them to do. And Devontae doesn't have over 52 and a half yards. That seems like the gimme prop of the week. And uh, I also like this over, this over 51 and a half points. Um, I just I don't see a world where the Cowboys don't put up 30 points. And with the Cowboys defense being so, so trash, the Eagles should also be able to put up over 20. And that takes us right over our 51 and a half over under. Yeah, I think uh, Jalen Hurts should have his way with this uh, Cowboys defense. And, you know, the Cowboys offense always going to put up points. So I wish we got that 51 key number. But, um, yeah, I like this over here a lot. And it'll give us something to root for on Monday night. Uh, so I guess that I guess that about wraps it up for the week three podcast. Um, we definitely went out, we definitely went a little lighter this week. We cut out a lot of bets. I think that's just because you know we didn't want to force anything. I think we felt like we forced a lot of bets last week, and you know we could have come out profitable if we didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to recap, we got our guaranteed bags. You got Cardinals team total over thirty and a half, and I've got Ravens versus Lions over forty nine and a half. So. I let you go three and zero on my guarantee bags, and you took a tough loss last week, but looking to rebound here at yeah, two and one. I'm looking at the two and one. I'm looking at the two and one. <laughs> but nevertheless, these 
like you said, these are the cream of the crop. These are the cream of the crop. We've cut out all of the bets with potential for loss and only <laughs> and only left to secure the, the, the locks. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's about all for this week. Uh, appreciate you joining me. Hope the new mic sounds good. Yeah, it's going to be a good uh, week of football. Hope the new mic sounds the nice. Mic the new mic is amazing. The, uh, and it will, con- it will continue... It'll continue to be amazing. And you'll continue to upgrade your mic with our with our bookie busters winnings. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That's all. all. Right. So that's wraps. Yeah, we'll see you guys next Thank week. Thank you for listening and catch y'all next week.